This is Inside the Wolf's Den, an entrepreneurial journey with Sean and Joni Wolfswinkle. Welcome back to Inside the Wolf's Den with your host, Sean and Joni Wolfswinkle. We have another episode for you today, and it's actually, we just hit 160 episodes. Yeah, so it's, we're rocking and rolling yeah, this year. <laughs> it's been awesome. Yeah, so we're going to uh, kind of recap. We, we were on a guest on another podcast, and we just felt like uh, a lot of the content that we talked about and some of the questions we were answered, or our, our um, we were asked. I think we were asked, there you go, uh, was... Uh, Relevant, I think, to all of our listeners, and I think it goes into any business, and it goes along with uh, really property management, but also in any type any of industry. Any, I think, yeah, yeah. And, and it's a valid. I think, like you said, it's valid, and I think it's something that's extremely important right now. So, what is it? especially in today's <laughs> market? Um, reducing churn with uh, turnkey services and innovative retention strategies. So, so just, yeah, the, you can, if you can break down what churn is, yeah. So it's just turnover. So you know, losing clientele. So you, everybody, and no matter what industry, you spend a ton of money marketing to attract mm -hmm. new customers. And then a lot of times if we don't fulfill the expectations of those customers along the journey or along their life cycle, we lose them out the back end. Right. And, and a lot of times companies don't pay attention to all the customers are losing on the back end. They're so focused on, you know, their marketing spend and their PPC and yeah. SEO and all this mm -hmm. to bring all this stuff in. And it's like, if they don't stay in the back and they're just, you know, imagine like a bus and people coming in one door and jumping out the back. You, it, it, you're not making any money in between. Yeah, and it can, it can extremely hurt your business. And we right. saw that this is the last couple of years in property management specifically, right? Where everybody's selling their properties. And so investors are like, hey, I want to sell too, you know? Right. And so, I mean, perfect example, we lost a bunch out the back door as well, right? But right. we were really focused on um, reducing the churn and, you know, keeping our customers happy and we still lost them. Correct. Right. Yeah. And so because of sales and I don't blame them, people mm -hmm. were selling at, to trying to time the market and, and we're, we're people, we had clients for the last 10 years. So they wrote a really right. good time it's like, uh, cycle in real estate. So it, I don't blame them for selling. Sell. If they have mm -hmm. money, we always question is like, where are you going to put the money and, and what are you going to invest it in too? Cause it, there wasn't a lot of options for them mm -hmm. unless they're trading up into other properties. But, we're just going to talk today about, you know, how do you reduce that churn and how do you um, provide a, a level up in customer service to maintain them mm -hmm. and keep them? And even if they got better alternatives or they're not sure, you know, um, you know, maybe they are comfortable, whatever, but they're going to stick with you, I guess. And that's what we're talking about, right, is creating the stickiness within yeah. your company yeah. and, and making them stick with you regardless because they love you. They love your service. They love the relationship you built with them. And, and what so, are the conversations are yeah. like when you're having these discussions with your owners, right? Because right. they, they're looking for they're looking at you to help them make that decision. Remember, okay. you are the expert, right? Yeah. And so they're looking to you to help them make that decision. So it's really up to you how you, how you, um, you know, answer and respond to them. Correct. So, I mean, we're going to talk about some strategies and just uh, retention strategies mm -hmm. and how you can keep clients. So um, that kind of was a high level of what churn is. And, and we have two different, like in our property management companies, we have two different clients. You have the, the owner and the resident um, or tenant. And so you can have churn in both of those, meaning uh, if you, don't service the tenant as well and don't 
meet their expectations and really try to provide a, a certain level of customer service, they're probably going to leave too the minute their lease is up or well, even, or even partly then, through their lease. And then what does that create? Well, then that- turn with the owner because, correct. oh, well, now that the tenant's leaving, I want to sell, correct. right? And so they maybe the owners had a bad experience because this tenant hasn't been happy. And so they think, oh, shoot, well, I better get out right now, right? Yeah. And so then it just creates a mess for you. Correct. Problem. So you lose, then you, you lose the, the actually, tenant and the owner. And the owner and the property. So then you- it. it and you remember, you just spent whatever, maybe eleven hundred dollars mm-hmm. to attract that customer, exactly. and then it you brought it in, and the fees and everything that are associated mm-hmm. with bringing on client is expensive. And so, just like you know, turning uh, employee turnover is expensive. Also, churning sure over is. clients is very expensive. So you got to really watch so. out. Mm-hmm. So um, one way to really that we um, manage that, and and one of the the uh, strategies that we really do to in our business to help the turnover is really being proactive in our communication. It's built mm-hmm. into mm-hmm. our unique selling proposition that right. we provide proactive communication. So Tony, how do we do that? And it just and give an example of our property management company. I mean, if somebody can relate it to another business. Yeah. Well, like for us in the property management, I think it, it really, really starts at the beginning before the tenant moves in, right? Setting that expectation for the tenant, because if they move into a property and the property maybe is not clean or the make ready is not completed, maybe we didn't do a walkthrough before the, the tenant moves in, they're already, you're already setting a, on the wrong foot, right? And so they're upset, you know, and so we always like to set that expectation even when the tenant moves in, because that is going to set the tone for the rest of their stay, mm-hmm. right? And so it starts there. And then after setting that expectation, it's proactively communicating with tenants through, um, you know, giving them a call, checking to see if their maintenance request was handled quickly, right? That's a big thing. If you're not handling those maintenance requests quickly, then again, you're getting them upset, right? And mm-hmm. so all of that plays a role into whether or not they're going to stay. And how do we do it for the owners? For the owners, we actually very much the same, setting that expectation at the very beginning. A lot of it starts when even before they even start to purchase their investment property, we're walking them through, is this a good area to purchase in? Um, What are the rents like? Really walking them through that process so that we're creating that sticky, you know, um, whatever you call it with the owners, right? Um, and then from there, we are proactively communicating with them once a month. So we have customer service advisors and their whole job of the customer service advisor is to communicate with that owner, you know, uh, once a month, even when they're new owners, we communicate with them, you know, for the first six weeks, once a week for the first six weeks. And this is something that I think is unique and it goes with any business, but it's a, so our customer service advisors there, it's a position that doesn't generate direct revenue to the business so like you know like leasing it generates leasing fees and application fees and all that up front you know renewals they generate renewal fees Uh, Mm -hmm. maintenance they generate maintenance fees so they they all generate a a direct revenue to the company customer service advisors they do some upselling on our programs and stuff like that but they don't generate their task or their their responsibilities in the company don't generate direct um, revenue. And so what they really all are, are there for is to reduce the churn and reduce and, and provide the customer customer experience. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's providing that experience to mm-hmm. the customer during their life cycle, during their journey with us and providing a good experience so that they stay longer, they're sticky longer right? Um, and they stay with us. And that we, 
increases our profitability and all. And that's what pays for their mm-hmm. salaries and their thing is be holding those clients longer. In, in our, and it, it's an investment in, we didn't start off that way. We didn't have customer service advisors. It could be a property manager when you're smaller. It can, if one of your property managers does, doesn't have as much on their plate, they could probably do the calls. But our customer service reaches out to each owner once a month. Regardless if there's an issue or not, you know, um, because they want to hear from you. And some of them might, it depends on their communication style as well. You have to, you know, some might like to be emailed and that's fine, you know. um, But if you can touch them at least once a month, they love it. And so this could be done in any business. So you, you should be interacting with your customers on a regular basis, you know, especially for us, you know, it, it, we, we manage our properties. We're, we're interacting with them on a monthly basis, but rather than just react, you know, when you have a special or when you have a problem uh, with their home or something like that, and just reaching out to them during those times, we really try to reach out to them and just touch base. And mm-hmm. it could be just a, a phone call. It could be just, Hey, everything's going great with your property right now. How is, uh, uh, Bobby Joe's baseball been going, you know, mm-hmm. and just, and they sometimes just talk with them. That and, trust. Correct. And so they just, yeah, that's, a, you want to talk about that? Get, get into the trust factor of, of doing the proactive communication. Yeah. I mean, I think that just like you, you mentioned, right. It's not all about, you know, giving them the details on their property or whatever business, you know, call you're doing. Like it's about building that relationship with the client because if you're built some of our clients have been with us since we started in 2010 right and it's because we built that relationship over time where they trusted us and they knew we were going to get things done right Right. and so in turn we got referrals from it we got other you know they they decided to buy another property because they believed in us so much right and it, it it comes back in in many ways so not only just creating the sticky factor like Joni mentioned or we talked about but also what you just said the referral so mm-hmm. like we get constant referrals from our existing business uh and we ask for it but we also they they do it naturally because they want to speak so highly of us and we just got one this week where it was actually a client that left you know he he uh, uh decided to self-manage which happens in this industry but then he when he sold all his properties recently guess who he talked who guess who referred to manage those properties right. for the the buyers that purchased them yeah. and so we got them back the properties again. yeah and and i and you know i proactively communicated and i said hey you know thank you for sending us that referral and he shoots me a message back and says absolutely you know you're the only property management company that i would refer out so right. you know again it was being proactive in keeping that open line of um communication and you know building that trust and that relationship with the client correct and and i think this is something that also goes into the sales if, if you are running a sales organization that that monthly consistent touching base mm-hmm. uh goes a long long way so i know we built into our sales process or sales funnel, you know, uh, different touch points that our BDM has to do with these clients. And right. it's just an interaction just to touch base with them when they're ready, when they're ready to move out, when they want to change management companies, whatever. They were there uh, front of mind all the time by just touching base on a regular yeah, basis. Yeah, and that's a good point. Um, I just Something just came to mind, you know, like with dealing with like rejection in sales yeah. as well, right? Because I think a lot of times we think, oh, like, they're not going to go with me because, you know, I'm, why would they go with me? Because I'm more expensive, you know, than somebody else out there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you might be more expensive, but you provide the value to that client 
they're right. going to go with you because they they know that you're the expert in that industry. They right. trust you. They built that relationship with you. So it doesn't matter how much it costs. Correct. You're providing the value. Correct. So let's talk a little bit into the technology aspect of it because I think um, in order to provide this kind of proactive communication and retention strategies, I think it does involve some technology. I'm, and I'm going to play devil's advocate mm-hmm. both ways. But mm-hmm. um let, let's talk about the technology in order to do that, mm-hmm. like in order to provide that. So how, I mean, it, it's got to be built into your process flow. It's got to be something that's natural. Um, so us personally, we use a software that we built all of our task management processes into. Right. So all of our, you know, it, it, it's built into it. So there, there's the touch points and the phone calls, the texts, the emails mm-hmm. um, on a regular basis. And, Especially like, so when they onboard a new, um, they're going to get multiple things from us, like videos, uh, phone calls, touch points all along the way. And we, as a company, decided that those CSRs are going to, or CSAs are going to reach out to them for the first six weeks after they sign with us and turn over their property. Right. These are, these are, you know, these are people's either personal residents that they once lived mm-hmm. in, or these are home, they're big, big investments, a couple hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollar investments. And so they they're turning these over to us, these assets. And so those first six weeks are crucial that we, oh, don't, we don't fail. And yeah. like, you were talking about that with the resident, but also with the with homeowner. The owner, absolutely. Because they don't, they don't know what to expect. You know, if they're a new investor, they don't know what to expect right. necessarily. So I've gotten tons of emails saying like, oh man, like, thank you for sending that video to me. Basically telling them, okay, this is what you can expect your first couple of days under management, right? right? This is what you can expect the first month. Like, they need to know that information. Correct. And then they're... And it's all built and, into there. And then they're getting a phone call from their CSA saying, hey, I'm here for you. I'm, I got your back. Yep. And then I'm supporting you. And then they goes to a reg, uh, monthly call um, that they're after. But, uh, and that's built into our processes. So our staff doesn't have to think about it. It's all built in. So just there's a sequence of of uh, tasks. So when they log in the morning, it's there, Hey, call these sets of owners for this day. And they just touch base with yeah. them. And and it's all built into like Joni mentioned, but the way the homeowner wants to be touched. Exactly. Uh, and then the same thing with the residents, you know, we have a, we have a tenant, we, we decided to make a tenant relations position for every pod that we have in our business. So there's a ten, there's somebody that just focuses on the residents mm-hmm. alone. And so they, um, again, proactively, they, they handle the renewals for them, but they're there to support the resident right. uh, through their journey and their life cycle as well. Because the happier the resident is, the longer they're going to stay, the more renewals they're going to do, and then the longer that we're going to retain the, client. the client and, the, and makes the homeowner happy. Um, so definitely you have to have some kind of uh, task management, CRM mm-hmm. to keep mm-hmm. up with with those tasks or else it's it's people forget and mm-hmm. people, but in order, especially as you grow and you really scale, you have to start placing technology into this to, to handle those tasks and to handle that, that proactive communication. It has to be in your process and it has to be documented for it to proactive communication. Yeah. And then what I want to play devil's advocate, it, it, um, there's some cool stuff. So like, and what uh, I want to also uh, say too, because there's, there's tons of like softwares out there, right. right. To help with this. But right problem is that you have we've done it the hard way as well we try to build it out ourselves and yeah. you know it didn't work so you know lead simple i'm just gonna put, put a plug yeah. in there because i think it's great and yeah. we've been using it for a little bit and we've been extremely happy with it yeah. so but yes you do need to look for something that's out there correct um and i i think that's the advantage that we have especially in, in the industry in, yeah mm-hmm. that we 
there's so many softwares that have been created. Like we don't have to spend the, the, the millions of dollars. We, we tried to uh, create, <laughs> not a million, but we spent a lot of money on trying to create a software to do what we want internally when you can really take what's already been, somebody else has spent all that money and we just can take it and use right. it. And uh, also what's, what's so what I'm, I'm excited about is AI. I think AI is gonna oh, revolutionize the <laughs> majority of, of businesses out there, but, uh, and the way we do things over the next several years. Mm-hmm. So we start, I, if you're not using AI, you need to, because you're gonna ha- you're gonna be left behind if you, if you don't and, and go extinct. Um, I, I think what, what, if anything that it's doing is it's creating the, it's making things move at such a faster pace than ever before. So meaning like, so why go out and build a technology unless, and that's what you're in here. But what's crazy is is we're going to see these technologies being go extinct quicker than they already are. And things happen quicker. You're going to see businesses, big businesses go extinct quicker than they are. Mm -hmm. So how are we going to stay revel? How are we going to stay, you know, uh, prevalent? How are we going to stay, you know, ahead of it, how are we not going to go extinct yeah. as a business? And that's what you've got to start thinking. And so you got to, you know, where we're using AI is already in a lot of our communication. Um, and a lot, we're using training, chat, even some of the yeah, training, we're stuff using internally. chat, chat bots mm-hmm. to, to reach out and touch base and have communication. And, and there's the whole, the chat, uh, AI bots that, that you, you need to utilize, uh, all of our communication and we're teaching our staff and you should have people, you should be teaching your staff how to use, how they can utilize AI within their own, um, because it just, it, it increases the quickness of how they can respond to owners. The, they need something written up. It can, it can draft it all for you. Um, so there's a lot of things that it, and then we're doing it with training. So Mm -hmm. we're creating, training modules for our staff as and the onboard and as we come up with new people or we train our remote team members or in our, our virtual assistant business you know how they can train um how we can get virtual assistants trained that much quicker by creating training modules using ai and then even using live training videos using all ai and it's 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 incredible yes. what it does <laughs> and we just posted ads this week uh, for a new position and it is all it was all all created by ai and it looks it looks awesome on Facebook. It looks, it looked like, wow. As like we look, see, we look, Sh- yeah. Sean is extremely passionate yeah. about AI. Yeah. But it was like, <laughs> it just like, it, it was just, it makes you look like we're some, yeah. like we're a much larger company than we are. I do. Um, so anyways, it, I just think if you, if you're not, um, mm-hmm. now, now the other uh, opposite side of that is, and what we've learned to, um, the more you automate the business and use technology, the more you still need that human interaction. You do. And, and, um, and there's the balance. There's there, a balance. For sure. Yeah. And I, st- and, and there's always going to be that, that need for it. So there, there's times where our customer service advisors or even Joni and I as owners, maybe we've had a client for 10 years and they just, there's times where Joni and I will just need to pick up the phone, call that owner. And they just want reassurance from one of us. Right. They just want to hear our voice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they, it, it's like, okay, they're handling it. They're still involved in the business. They're good. And so like, you just need that every once in a while, that human interaction. And that's where the CSR is proactively picking up the phone and just talking where it can't be an AI bot or a, um, I guess an it email could. Or it's going it, to, it's going to get to there where it probably yeah. could, but I'm just saying right now, for the next couple of years, I still, we were still heavily needed to, to, to interact with the clients. And so that's, 
And I think that's going to set you apart from a lot of other industries as well, because there's, <laughs> frankly, there's a lot of people out there that want to talk to a human, right? Sure. That they want that human interaction. They want to build that relationship and you can't build a relationship extremely just off technology. And especially if you're a small business right now, I think if you, to, to combat the larger companies that are like, so in our, in, in property management, it's, a lot of the smaller people are being gobbled up by some big players. The techs, yeah. Yeah, there's a big money behind it. <clears throat> mm -hmm. um, and But they're very technology-driven. And so how we can separate ourselves is just provide that extra level of service that these big people aren't willing to do or yeah. uh, are built they, to do. They're, know, they're building, we answer our phones, yeah, right? Like yeah. live. Or we're being proactive in our communication. Mm -hmm. They're not being proactive in their communication. They might be sending emails and built all this stuff into their technology because they're technology companies, yeah. uh, uh, you know, first and foremost, and then, and then they're doing property management, but the, we can, yeah, separate ourselves by providing that level of service. Right. So, yeah. um, what, what does it do as far as, um, what's the benefits of providing proactive communication, uh, working on tenant, uh, your retention strategies, What's, what's the ultimate goal with all of it? Well, the ultimate goal is to, you know, keep your tenants in there longer. So, and then in turn, we keep our owners longer, right? Which all leads to profitability. Exactly. And that's, that's the, what I'm getting at is that is you can really see it on your, on your profit and loss statements. Um, you can see the, tr the churn. Yeah. You can see, and you, something you Expensive should be tracking. Everybody. Yeah. And, and, and again, these are, it's a KPI you mm -hmm. should be tracking. Mm -hmm. How many are you losing? So in every one of our, um, like our, our VA business, our um, property management companies, we track the mm -hmm. amount of existing, or in, even in our plumbing company, one of our KPIs is we're tracking how many new clients, how many uh, existing clients. Like, so on plumbing, we're, we track out of all our jobs, were they existing clients or was it a new client? Right. So we're tracking how many of our existing clients do we keep getting repeat business from mm -hmm. uh, in our property management uh, how many counts have we lost and how many counts are we bringing in every right. month? And then uh, um, the VA company, the same thing, but it, it, it really matters on your profitability. And it does. And we, and we also have our customer service advisors that are trying to save these accounts, right? Like, mm -hmm. why are you leaving? Um, what's the main reason, right? Is it, it a lot of them want to sell, like we talked about earlier, but is now a, a good time to sell? Where are they going to put their money, right? Mm -hmm. Cause they're going to need to put in a, into something. And if they can't find another property, why would they want to sell? So, right. Yep, yep. And then, uh, so I think the, the really what we're getting at is to reduce churn and help create the sticky factor. You gotta level up your customer service and your and and on one ends. way yeah, <laughs> on both ends. And then one way is the main the way we do that within ours is providing proactive communication. Mm -hmm. um, one thing that we've done that we talked about in the podcast we were recording was our turnkey company. Um, because that created a, um, what the goal with the turnkey company was, we created a one-stop shop for investors that were looking to invest in real estate and create, it created a sticky situation because rather than just being a property manager, we were now a investment advisor. Right. We're not licensed. So like we, we would find the assets for the clients and we still do this today. I mean, we find the assets we purchase the assets ourselves. So we're, we're mm -hmm. not only owners ourselves, but, and then we get them performing, get them as a 
performing asset before selling off to the investor. Yeah, and then we sell. So if if you haven't heard our other episodes, we run a turnkey company <laughs> that we build new construction homes or buy remodeled houses or houses that need to be remodeled. We model them or build new construction, place a tenant in them, and then sell them to the investor. Performing, rented, new constructed, or re- fully remodeled, and then we professionally manage the property for them after the sale. Right. So they get a full one-stop shop. Mm-hmm. And, and the thing is, like, number one, we build all this trust on the front end with them. We are there for them. We provide great service. Um, we we provide just like we do in our management, and we do it in our turnkey gun. They get weekly updates on their investment as and while they're under contract. They get. Uh, photos and inspection reports and they get all this stuff. We make it so easy for them at the end. They're like, wow, I didn't realize it was this easy. I thought I was going to have to be more involved involved in this. Right. right? And that's why they're looking for a turnkey company to begin with. They don't want the hassle of, do you know how hard it is to source a deal then to rehab it? (laughs) And if you lose money or not, right. Like it's, it's a lot of work. And so we're pretty much giving them everything in a box and say, okay, it's performing now. Now it's time we take all for the our risk. property management company to management, manage it, right? Because people, people don't realize when they're investing in real estate is all the things that go wrong on the front end. Yeah. So like contractors walking off with your money. Uh, you put a deposit down and you never hear from them again. Uh, Properties you, get red tagged. <laughs> <laughs> then you have to deal with the city. Uh, they You you get uh, theft, you know, mm-hmm. especially in a recession or something like that. Like, your copper gets stolen, your electrical gets stolen, your HVAC gets and stolen. The, uh, by the time you know, you're not you're not making any money yeah. on the flip. And so it, and then there's things that you don't know once you open a wall. Mm-hmm. Like you 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 get in there on a remodel and you start taking out the walls and it's like, oh crap, we got termites, or you know, this is all rotted, or this, and then all of a sudden you're you're spending a yeah. lot of money. And so yes, we take all the risk factor on the front end and provide a. We, we, here's the price, here's what it's running for, and, you, and everything's mm-hmm, done up front. Mm-hmm. So we build a lot of trust with that up front. Um, and we've lost a lot of money on some of those because we've just built that trust and we said, you know, yes. We're going to we, sell we, it to you regardless at correct. the price that we said we correct. were going to sell it to you for. And then we professionally manage it for them after the sale. So by then we've already created that trust factor on the front end. So now the property management, it gets turned over and it's already, they know it's all under one umbrella. Right. So they're, and they love that because it's like, okay, the same guy that sold me the house is the same guy that's managing, managing it. And so like, it, it's all done under one roof. And then, um, Even on the property yeah. management side, though, we're still providing everything for them because when they have the move out, guess who's doing the make ready, right? Getting yeah. Guess who's getting it ready to re-rent. And then also even when they sell the property, we right. have that solution for them to sell it right. in our, pro- you know, in our brokerage yeah. and try to sell it to another investor as well. Correct. Right. And so it truly is a one-stop shop. Correct. And that's what they're looking for, especially that's how they're able to live in other parts of the country. Uh other Best parts of the world, sense, yeah, right? and and live where they want, and then and invest, and and we got their asset. Mm-hmm. And so half of our clients buy sight unseen. Mm-hmm. Half of our clients have never seen the investment properties they own. Um, and truly, it's yeah. the property management that's the most important. Right. It doesn't matter where you buy; you, any anybody can buy a property, but it's the actual property management side of things that you really need to make sure that you have a a good PM company Correct. behind you. Correct. So. Um, and so if there's a way to create that in, in your own business, so I, I hope we are just providing you ways that we do it within our own business internally, but how you can apply that to your own business, the industry you're in. And is there ways that you can create 
the sticky factors? Uh, is there ways that you can create a one-stop shop or a um, full service to where, again, you provide such a high level of service for that client mm-hmm. that they're, they're, they want to keep just doing business yeah. with you. And many of you guys have started, when you first started your business, I mean, you, you were providing that extra level of customer service because you wanted to get the deal, right? You yeah. wanted to, you know, get this customer. And I think that as we got spoiled, we kind of went away from that. And yeah. so getting well, back get to bigger the, too. Yeah. And yeah. so get going back to the basics of what got you there to begin with. Right. So, and as you scale and grow, it's not you doing it. It's now staff and team. Right. That's doing so how do you teach your team to do that? Correct. How do you create the process? How mm-hmm. do you put the technology in your business that can fulfill that and still provide that level? So right. it might not be you. And and that's the goal is, is, is for the owners to get out of the business and out of the day to day and have your staff, but still provide that level of service. Absolutely. So, that was a lot, right? Yes. Yeah. And use AI. So we're, uh, so. Maybe we'll do another yeah. podcast. Brett doesn't know it AI. yet, but Brett's going to also become the chief AI officer for, <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, I heard that on a podcast. It's somebody had just made it up, but, uh, I really do think it's, it's going to. It's a future. It's a future. So, um, pretty soon you're going to see AI doing this podcast for us. So, <laughs> uh, but, uh, I hope everybody has a great rest of the week and, uh, we'll see y'all next week. All right, guys. See ya. Take care. You've been listening to Inside the Wolf's Den, an entrepreneurial journey with Sean and Joni Wolfswinkle. Tons of entrepreneurial podcasts are out there talking, talk, talk, talking. But Joni and Sean are living it every single day. Their portfolio now includes many franchises and medium-sized businesses. We talk about the trials and motivators of successfully running a business. Join us again soon for another podcast. But until then, reach out on the website at InsideTheWolfsDen.com, on Facebook at InsideTheWolfsDen, on Instagram at InsideTheWolfsDen. We'll see you again soon. This is Inside the Wolf's Den. We'll see you next time.